Talk. Talk. A world view from London. With John Adley standing in for Adam Gilchrist. Good morning. John, hope you've been well. Yeah, good morning. Yeah, good to be with you again. Happy New Year and all of that. So I'm keeping very well, thank you. Same to you. And let's start with uh, UK and US naval forces. They've repelled the largest attack yet by Yemen's uh, Houthi rebels on Red Sea shipping. Yeah, U.S. warships, aircraft and a British destroyer shot down 18 drones along with anti-ship and ballistic missiles. And the Royal Navy's HMS Diamond shot down seven of the drones using its Sea Viper missiles, each costing more than a million pounds. And by the way, there's a, a shot that the Royal Navy's released, really dramatic shot uh, of, of the deck, the front deck of HMS Diamond. And you can see them actually firing these these missiles out. Um, now, the US and the UK were among a dozen nations who issued a warning earlier this month for the Houthis to stop targeting commercial shipping in the Red Sea or face the consequences. I guess this is what we're now seeing. And, and it's, it's led to the, the question about whether it's now going to include military strikes directly against Houthi targets in Yemen. Well, the UK Defence Secretary Grant Chap signalled, yeah, this is now more likely. And rather ominously, he said, simply watch this space. And he accused Iran of coordinating uh, the Houthi attacks. Similar words from uh, America's top diplomat, Anthony Blinken. He was speaking in Bahrain and says, I'm not going to telegraph or preview anything that might happen. All I can tell you again, we've made clear if this continues, there will be consequences. It does feel like the stakes are really being raised here. And I think many are starting to think, you know, are we getting quite close to being directly involved in the Middle East conflict that, you know, it really feels like dangerous days. And uh, the UN Security Council last night passed a resolution demanding an immediate end to the Houthi attacks and endorsing member states the right to defend their vessels. The Houthis have dismissed all of this as a political game and they say we're only targeting Israeli-linked vessels in the Red Sea, but that's not how, men, how much of the rest of the world sees it. So we'll wait to see who moves next. Um John, what is it with post offices around the world that attracts corruption and scandal? <laughs> South Africa, not the only country in the UK. Hundreds of post office scandal victims are to have the convictions overturned. Maybe a quick background. Yeah, OK. Well, it's been described as the biggest injustice in UK history because it involves hundreds, possibly up to a thousand managers of post offices that are in small towns and villages, you know, the, the, the sub-branches, if you like, the smaller branches of the post offices. Now, what they did um, about 30 years ago was introduce a new IT system, which we now realise is faulty, and it kept coming up with negative balances at the end of the day for many of these post offices. And the post office came after the, the postmasters and postmistresses and said, you know, this is fraud on your part, you have to repay up to £60,000 in some cases. Some of them were convicted. Some of them went to jail. But in the fullness of time, despite repeated denials from the post office, who said there's nothing wrong with our new IT system, sure enough, it's called Horizon, by the way, it was faulty. Uh, and uh, and these people were entirely innocent. Now, the, what's been really interesting about this is that the campaign's gone on for years and years, 20 years, and it's taken a drama on television, which went out in four parts last week, a drama showing in really uh, detail, I suppose, because of the way that you can put something across in a drama. You can actually see uh, what effect these accusations had on the victims' lives, pretty much destroyed people's lives. They lost their livelihoods, they lost their homes, they lost their family, they lost their jobs, they lost their standing in the communities, which ironically they were there to serve. 
Um, you know, they were shunned by people in the areas in which they lived. Absolutely terrible injustice. Up comes this TV drama, sparks political outrage, uh, public outrage, demands on politicians to do something. And then suddenly yesterday, in a blink of an eye, at the beginning of Prime Minister's questions in the Commons, the first one of the year, Rishi Sunak stands up and says, yep, we're going to introduce a new law within weeks and we're simply going to wipe the slate clean. We're going to exonerate and compensate victims of the scandal. We're going to clear their convictions. All you have to do is sign a form to say you did nothing wrong. Uh, and uh, there's a group of over 500 uh, sub-postmasters who joined a group ap- action. They're going to get £75,000 up front. But most of these people could see compensation payments of £600,000, hopefully by the end of the year. Um, what's also intriguing about this is that it's an unprecedented action, which basically you see politicians overruling the judicial system. You know, they're just going to overturn these convictions in one fell swoop with a new law. And, you know, there are implications there which lawyers are worried about because normally you keep politics and the legal justice system apart. You know, is it going to set a dangerous precedent? Well, a government minister said yesterday exceptional circumstances require exceptional measures. Sadly, some of these people won't live to see this day. Some of them died. Uh, as I say, some of them lost months, if not years, in prison, away from their family and children. And they did absolutely nothing wrong. It was a faulty IT system. Questions also for Fujitsu, the company that supplied the uh, the system. There's a public inquiry going on. The police say they're looking at potential claims of fraud against the post office because they may have taken money supposedly as compensation, you know, uh, sub-postmasters paying the money back, but actually they didn't owe anything in the first place. So now maybe the post office is open to charges of fraud. Mm. Complicated, and as I say, it was seen as a a victory, but Mm. some concern here that why did it take a TV, four-part TV drama of what happened to get the government to act? Yeah. And then finally, researchers crack the mystery of how the multiple sclerosis genes spread through, through Europe. Yeah, this one caught my eye. Um, researchers have been using ancient DNA to shed new light on why immune diseases, particularly multiple sclerosis, one they looked at. Why is, why are people in northwestern Europe twice as likely to get MS compared to those in the south? Well, experts from various universities, Copenhagen, Cambridge and Oxford, spent more than a decade studying ancient teeth and bones and they reckon they've come up with a quantum leap in understanding of the evolution of multiple sclerosis. What they found was a gene introduced in northwestern Europe by um, a mass migration of cattle herders 5,000 years ago. They moved north, and the genetic material that they had did help them prevent, it did help them stop catching illnesses from their livestock, but Unfortunately, the gene also made their descendants here in northwestern Europe more susceptible to conditions like multiple sclerosis. It's not just academic. Um, the team say it could change opinions on what causes MS, maybe change the way that we treat diseases like MS. They now want to go back and look at the origins of other things like autism, ADHD, bipolar disorder and depression. And just amazing that they're using 21st century technology, you know, the advances in DNA to come up with some fundamental answers that actually could change you know, the way we treat these diseases. I find it absolutely fascinating. Definitely, definitely. John Adley, you join us again tomorrow for the Worldview. Stay well. I'll chat to you then.